By the way, right. before we start, what are we talking about? Hockey. Yeah. Boston Bruins hockey. Wait, we talk hockey in this show? G- Jimmy. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? At the end of the day, we're not quite getting out of Jake what we want. Uh, some of that is circumstance and situational. He's moved around, been hurt. Uh, his center, he's played with in the past, has been hurt. So, uh, But I still feel he's been given you know, ice time to performed his best of his ability. We, we just feel that we're not getting the effort required. It's, it's, it's not always about the score sheet, Steve. The guy's scared, okay? He's got, he's going to do what gets him to, gets him his, his, his President's Trophy, number one seed, because it's safe. Boston B party. Boston B party. Boston B party. Marshawn drags the backhand across the line. Marshawn down the slot. Oh, what a combination! Bergeron buries it! Touch passes from Marshawn to Pasternak, and Bergeron puts the Bruins up 3-0 on Tommy Wilson and the Washington Caps. Lighting it up and like being like, oh, like you, I mean, Pachichi Bergeron, woo! Grizzly closes to the half boards, and Marshawn is there at the back door. It's 4-0, and Tom Wilson gets up and leaves the penalty bench. Having seen three goals, I would rather take a Rask as an actual goalie, not the contract, the skill of Tuka Rask. Grizzlick, the slap pass intended for Marshawn, and Pasternak scores on a long drive. The Bruins end their longest power play drought in three years. Well, uh, not at the current rate that we're going. Uh, you know, clearly, we've played well defensively in the last five games or such. And- just haven't generated uh, a finish, I should say. Um, it's arguably, uh, final five is just, you know, it's not where it needs to be to, to consistently win um, or, or to extend leads if you can get them. You know, injuries are playing a little bit of a factor there from the, on, on the back end, but we've also, as I said, not given up that much. Open um, point pretty well, so yeah, I think it's a major concern. I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago. All right, did Tyler figure out what the show's about yet? Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me tonight, Tyler Scales, Justin Ventola. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen? Doing good, man. It's been back. Happy to be back on the show. Yeah, what's going on, Dave? Good to see you guys, Tyler, as well. Oh, my gosh. It's been way too long. Feels like years. Yeah, it's been a, about a week and a half since we last talked. It's, we haven't talked all month, for Christ's sakes. Um, the Bruins, a uh, little bit of a, a lull, I would say to the point where Don Sweeney today came out and said that maybe they could shake some things up, or at least that's how the headline made it sound. I didn't quite read the story. (laughs) Uh, Not yet, anyway. Um, But yeah, we last talked Friday the 26th of February. The Bruins have uh, ended up losing that game that we were recording during. Uh, They lost that game 6-2 to the Rangers. They went back to win the next game two nights later against the Rangers. 
had a shootout loss 2-1 to one to Washington. Then in the Tom Wilson game, I guess we'll call it, they beat the crap out of uh, Washington 5-1 to one after that slimy hit by that slime ball. Tom Wilson, they go on to lose one nothing to New Jersey Devils. They ended up losing 2-1 to one to the Islanders in a shootout last night. You know, the, the trend here is losing four out of six and five out of the last seven since Lake Tahoe. Um, and the only good thing I really have seen in the last few games is the goaltending only giving up uh, one goal in the last five games each after giving up, I think it was 13 in the two previous games. Um, you know, Jake DeBrus gets sat down for last night's game, and it's it's just the offense is completely stagnant. I, I don't know if there's anything good to really say about it. You, uh, what do you think about that there? No John Moore. I love it. Uh, David Tenorti was a big pick for me. I just <laughs> – my God, man. He was a horrible player, and we got someone much better already from one game I, I've seen from him. He may, he may not have reduced the point, but – not yet, but you know what? He's already he's already better than John Moore, and you know what? I'm happy with it. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah, I I totally agree, Tyler. I'm done with John Moore. Um, I think we've seen enough of him combined, so I'm totally out on that player. Um, aside from the offense, Dave, like you said, um, I mean, I, I, again, this is not surprising. I mean, it, it, we've had this issue for several years at this point, um, and I was trying to you know look up tonight, but I didn't have enough time to do research on. How many line mates Krejci has had? How many people we've tried at, at secondary, secondary scoring spot and since infinite. we've had? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to count like like Lucic and Iglesias, kind of like the last two substantial wingers he had. But outside of that, I mean, we've had no secondary scoring for years, and so many people are like, "Oh, oh, surprise!" I'm like, "No, this is this has been a thing. This is why he lost the cup." Right. Instead of continuing cup, that with that same narrative of, you know, yeah. we got to get Krejci a winger, why don't we – I mean, it, it's it's trade talk season. You're already thinking about getting rid of De, – well, I'm already thinking about getting rid of De, DeBrusque. What can you get for Don uh, David Krejci at this point in his career on his contract? I don't know. I feel like – honestly, Dave, I think what the Bruins going to do with that because, quite honestly, where the cap is so tight for so many teams this year due to um, you know, the COVID pandemic, uh, I think you're not moving him. I mean, he's he has more skill than a third-line guy, but he's – I think his ceiling right now is a third-line guy. I mean, he's – he's. I think I've seen Krejci really regress. He had that one last really good season in 2018-19, I think, where we got like 73 points, which was awesome. But uh, since then – has been great. I think you've really seen him slip. Um, so I don't think any teams are really going to, you know, go after him that much. So I bet you, if anything, they're going to treat it like they treated Chara and Toy Crew. They're probably just walking free agency this year. Just uh, they hand him a walker on the the old guys a walker on the way out the door. Yep. Oh, big time. Yeah, I'm looking. It was 18, 19, 73 points for Krejci, and then this year he doesn't even have a goal. Like. Nope. Jimmy, of course, who is not with us, which is why it's kind of quiet tonight, so that'll be good. We won't have to listen to his uh, Charlie McAvoy bullshit this week. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Yeah, rest in peace. Like anybody who misses the show, we, we wish you well in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you get resurrected soon. <laughs> <laughs> So Jimmy would get on the fact that Charlie McAvoy, and I don't think Jimmy would not be on the uh, the David Krejci what the fuck train, but 
Um, he would definitely be on Charlie McAvoy for not scoring a goal, and that's one of his things about that. Like it, how many? With Krejci, how much longer are we going to give these guys? Krejci, DeBrusque, Kasher. I mean, I don't even think you could get a puck for him, let alone a bag of pucks, because uh, you haven't seen him since in a whole year since he first got here. You saw him for how many games in the playoffs? Did you really see him for? I don't know, like six, eight. I don't know. Is it really? Yeah, no idea. Was it really that? I, 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 he was. I, I I never noticed him in the playoffs. So yeah, I, mean, I couldn't tell I, you. I think they. I think you kind of you notice that line when they play like a soft checking team like Carolina because Carolina that like they have good defensemen but they play a very soft game particularly behind the net. Um, so a team like that, you know, I mean, they're still really young. I mean, sure, like like the, the line was was really good. We were all hopeful. As soon as they faced a, a, a team like Tampa, which is just Victor Hedman, um, Sergachev, Grandpa, all those other guys, invisible, totally invisible. They just got nullified yeah um Andre Kasha has played eight games for the Boston Bruins in the regular season and has uh one assist so yeah I want to talk about a flop of a trade there Don Sweeney it's time to uh I don't know he's Justin I know (laughs) forgive me I'm sorry Justin I know that you're done with Don Sweeney but how much of a leash does this guy really have right now Oh, dude! I, 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 Within the I mean, organization as, and the fans. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, quite honestly, I think he deserves a very, 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 very. I, I, he actually, no, he has no leash with me. He's done. I'm Make done a with break him. season. Um, oh, like, like, like to me, I, I throw that 2015 draft. Just bye. See you later, Don. Take it easy. It's gonna. Um, hard. I, that that. Yeah, I mean, he took another him. big L in this 2020. 2020 uh, draft because he missed out on Alex Zagris. We traded that, that prospect pick for an injured player. That was really bad, and it's brutal. I mean, we have gotten Nick Ritchie, but he's... I mean, for real, he's not supposed to be that good. Yeah, but I mean, when Kasha came over, the talk was that he was a shooter, and I mean, like I said, eight games, he's got one assist for the Bruins, and... I he's mean, a bust. He is excuse a me. Big-time uh, bust. I don't even know how many shots he has for you. 11. 11. Big shooter, 11 shots for you in eight games. The thing is, though, <laughs> um, the thing is, though, we have a lot of players who shoot. Can't finish, but we do have, like, a big shot department. We have we have a lot of shots. I bet you our team is goal. really good at darts and can hit the bullseye every time because they just hit the friggin' crest of the other team's jersey all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't that point. And, Tyler, you brought that up uh, a couple episodes ago, if not, uh, if not last episode, that – Listen, the the Bruins were poor 50, 60 shots on you, but that doesn't mean those shots are gonna a, a quality good shots. I they're mean, just muppet like, shots. They're they're muppet shots. Yeah, they're either like you know right right in the in the in the in the stomach, um, you know, or just an easy kick pad save, or they just blatantly miss an open net or hit. Or they just pass they, the uh, puck. They they tend to pass it, but it catches yeah, a shot. It's the problem you know, with the it's, ki- it's, the the kick saves is that there's nobody. There's nobody chasing the putt. They're not crashing. No rebounds. They're not crashing that to get that rebound. They're getting, you know, either stuffed out of the play or guys like Jake DeBrusca too friggin' tired to skate after the putt. And also in the overtime game last game, I believe there was a huge opportunity for a rebound in the Islanders game, by the way. And two players were on the point. No one was, like, going for a rebound. Like, what the hell are they doing? Why is it only one player just 
going for it. Yeah, that, I don't understand what you're doing. They're, yeah, they're playing a defensive game. They're too tentative at times. They um, they're too friendly most of the time. They don't want to shoot the puck. They want to give it to someone else to score. I mean, Marshawn's got a great a great forehand, let alone his backhand. And you know, sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get the guy to shoot the puck. I, I know he's one of your best scorers and one of your leading scorers, but it's it's true. Like he just wants to make that extra pass too often. I think that's a uh, is that an organizational thing, or is the players just being stubborn because you know you got to shoot? I mean, shoot. I, I said, it's it, but it's also it's also lack of talent. I mean, listen for for as talented as Martian and Pasnak are, and those guys are snipers, they're goal scorers, proven whatsoever. You still see them out on the ice, like Martian, like for for his size, he fights to get in front of that net, and if so many of his um um. Goals as well as Pasternak's have been scored from like almost like right in between the hash marks, right right by the crease. Um, and I mean against Washington, you saw I think for um, their first goal, Bergeron muscled, out muscled. I, I think it was I don't know if it was Dylan or his partner or whoever just totally out muscled him to throw that puck to uh, Marshan who just or, or Was that that one-handed it. play he made down there? Where yeah, he just, yeah. He just did a and, hairpin turn. That oh, was a great it was play. Just, you know, and and and. Critchy, he, he can't do that. He's, he can't, no. I, Charlie Coyle is a guy to rely on to do something like that. But he's a big, strong possession guy. But when he's not playing right, he's – the issue with Charlie Coyle is consistency. That's that's why I've always been – I've been teaming on him. But the rest of the team's going to do that. Follow that top-line model. Get your ass right in front of the net. Park yourself there and, and try to hammer it home if you have to. I yeah, mean, I, I it, also don't want to hear that, you know – Charlie Coyle's just inconsistent because I mean the whole friggin' team's inconsistent for that matter. But they are. You, you gotta. They, they're professionals. They need to find a way to to when you don't have your A game, get, bring your B game. And it can't be coming with your friggin' Z game all the time, you know. And, that's and they some, call us an elite tier team. They call us an elite tier team, but without secondary scoring, you're really not elite. Yeah, I mean, no, you're you a one Lightning, team. Yeah, if you really if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, half their players are literally like scoring points and stuff and. Andre Pilat, I don't know if he's a first liner or a second liner, but this guy has ten goals, and I think he's a secondary scorer. Scorer, like yeah, that's incredible. I wish we had players like him. Yeah, how many players on the Bruins right now have uh, double digit goals? I don't think any of them do. I think, I think, I, I think it's just I think it's just, just Dick Ritchie. The, no, the top three, right? And maybe add three, right? no, he doesn't have the, the. No, he only has eight. Yeah. So. Man. Uh, it's just it's bad right now, and. It's been the same way for a long time, and that's why I ask how much of a how much of a leash does Don Sweeney really get uh, with the organization and the fans? I mean, I, as a fan myself, I know I'm very frustrated. Um, Justin, I know that you're in love with the guy, so <laughs> <laughs> that's another statement, Dave. <laughs> uh, it's a love hate. It's a love hate thing, but <laughs> oh god! Well, no, and I I feel like you know, and and honestly, what's killed him too this year is is Jake Dubrovsky on his bureau. And what I'm going to allude to is his draft choices. I mean, people would say, well, you know, like, 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 look at McAvoy and Carlo, Vakanai, maybe something, which is all true. You know, that's all fair. And of course, I give all the credit, credit for those picks. But the issue is, too, is he's also whiffed on a lot more than I think he's actually hit on. Um, and again, going back to that 2015 draft, um, you need at least one of these guys to pan out. And Zaboro looks like he could be, you know, yeah, fourth defenseman, like, whatever. 
but he's not worth a first round pick. And no, he's not. He's, he's, a, he's a third liner. Yeah. And yeah, and, and Jake Jay Debrusk and um, Honest Bjork, both those guys, I think the Bruins were hoping would would blossom into scores. Nope, I don't know what happened to Jake Debrusk. I don't know what's wrong with him. Change the scenery. He that kid needs. Submission can't even make the big club, and when he is, he's, yeah, you know, he's oh, sat I mean, down two games later. Although, with that being said, I expect him to be called up soon because he's, I guess, I think the leading goal scorer for the HL team, Providence Bruins. And uh, is, is that really HL team to, that bad? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, when you have shitty prospects, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'll call up uh, Jacob Forbessa Carlson. I mean, no, oh, he's so gone. Say, he, he's back in like Sweden, right? Didn't he? Oh, go yeah, he, he went yeah, home. He went back to play the Swedish league. Yeah, yeah whatever. Well, that, guy was a, that guy was a bust. The the Bruins, mm-hmm. I believe, still retain his rights, but he's he's not in the league right now. Uh So, um, all right. Let's get over to Studs and Duds. One, two, three. Let's play three studs. Russell score! Bergeron! Bergeron! And game seven! And the Bruins win the series! And three duds. Here's a catastrophic misplay back of the Boston goal, and Anders Lee tucks it in. One, two, three. I'm going to start with my studs. Uh, my first stud is going to be uh, Jacob Tenorti. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him so far. He hasn't produced a point, but that fight with him with Tom Wilson, I loved what I saw from him. He has already produced more than John Moore, in my opinion. I don't know. In points, more than not, more. But nice. In, <laughs> but it, the impact he's had on the team, he's made, he already has made more than John Moore. So good for him. He's, it's I think Jared he's Tenorti, on this by team. the way. Okay. My second stud's going to be Charlie McAvoy. He has had an incredible past couple of games. Uh, he had an incredible, I think he had an incredible goal in um, the Rangers game or the Capitals game. One of those, but he has really improved these in these past couple of games. So I like what I've seen from him. Kind of my second stud. And my third stud is going to have to be the primary, that primary line with Marshan Bergeron and Pasternak. They have been carrying this team with scoring, like, 50% of their goals, that's just incredible. It goes to show how, how good that that first line is. And the fact that we are a secondary scoring and cannot keep up with that is goes to show how bad it is and how good the, the first line is, how good of a player Pasternak is at his age. Justin, you want to go next? Yeah, no, absolutely, Dave. Yeah, so I had to uh, refresh myself. But honestly, I, I have pretty much the same ones as Tyler. Um, my first one has to be um, Charlie McAvoy. Because he's, I think, been, you know, obviously, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you get the top line, of course. But outside the top line, he's been your best player. Uh, he's an absolute stud. He's proving why he's the number one defenseman. I love his game. I, I, we haven't even seen his ceiling yet. I think when he does hit his, hit his ceiling, he's a Duncan Keith. That's honestly what I see him becoming. And that's, if he's a Duncan Keith, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I see him developing to that. He's been playing in every situation that you could uh, you know, possible leading the team in minutes, and I think he's just taken over as that number one D just fine. And honestly, it's been exciting to see him without Char because I think Char kind of um, stunted his growth a little bit in the sense that you know McAvoy didn't want it was it was Char's defense, Char's team, and I think with Char having his 
you know, kind of decline in play. I think McAvoy did his best to make up for him, but now he's kind of like, really, he's been, you know, unleashed. And so I just McAvoy, if that doesn't make you like super happy and hopeful for the Bruins future, I don't know what does. Um, second one is the top line of, uh, you know, Bergeron, Marsh, and Pasek. I mean, I feel like they're, this, they're a stud every week, so it kind of feels redundant putting them in my studs. Um, but yeah, as Tyler said, scored 50% of your goals. They continue to produce, um, and they battle. They work. They're just, you know, an example of what a solid NHL line should be. Um, so they, they're your only consistent line. So, I mean, how are you not giving them a stud? And uh, my last one is uh, Team DNA, actually. Um, believe it or not, I know it's kind of weird, but I, I do like the makeup of this team. I mean, they do get it. They really do. And I think it's uh, reflective in their leadership. And I think the other players are kind of bought in. And I just like how um, it does It does stink on, on nights they don't show it. But, like, that game against Washington, um, a player gets gets totally rammed into the boards illegally, dangerously. And they didn't back down. They answered. And they answered not just physically, but they also answered on the score sheet. And I just think that shows that they have balls. And it's great. It's great to watch. Yeah, that team DNA really shone through uh, in that Washington game, but unfortunately, I mean, it's tough to carry over. In the very next game, was that the New Jersey game? New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you I went back and watched it, um, and you could you, you could see that you were, you heard Jack even saying like they're trying to find that spark that they had the other night. Like, and I know it's tough to create, especially in a a quiet arena and all, but I mean. Again, you guys are professionals. There's got to be something. There's got to be something else. You can't just have a guy running your plays. That's the only way you're gonna wake up. Um, and to that respect, you know, I, I I agree with you. The first line is a uh, was my was my first start. Uh, you know, you you say every single week it could be one, two, or three of them. Um, they're the only ones who really seem to score on a consistent basis. So how can they not be in the top? Um, I'm gonna go with Tenorti. As my second star, due, uh, stud due to the fact you know, he, the guy drove what what what, what did Pierre say nineteen thousand times on the broadcast? He drove like uh, seventeen hours. Seventeen hours, man. Seventeen hours so that he wouldn't have to quarantine. Uh, and he played and in, in what it was his second game. He got in that fight with Wilson, I, I yep. believe. And you know, and Wilson knew it was coming. I think he still tried to kind of jump on him a little bit by spinning around and throwing his gloves, but he knew it was coming and he knew he deserved it. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about Bergeron going over and saying something to him in between periods. And I mean, you saw Ovechkin kind of like skate in between them, but he didn't, he wasn't really going to do anything. I mean, it's Patrice Bergeron. When he speaks, most people listen, I would assume. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, no, gentlemen. My third stud, and it's being the halfway point in the year, uh, in the shortened season, uh, I got to go with the defense in general is going to be my third stud right now. They've, um, you know, McAvoy's been playing great. Some of the younger guys have been playing really well. And uh, Zaboral has had to step up in the last couple of games, and I think he's done really well. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I mean, Carlo was playing very well before he, he got hurt. Fakanainen, when he stepped in, looked okay. I mean, everybody throughout the season so far has been playing pretty well, and with the injuries that have piled up, 
you've needed some of the younger kids to step in and step up. So I'm going to go with the defense over the last week and a half or so playing fairly well. Um, my first stud's going to be Tom Wilson. Uh, Dallas, we all know he's a dirty player. It's not I feel like that's going to be a common one this week. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The fact that he didn't get a penalty was, oh my God, that was so ridiculous. The fact that he didn't get a penalty for that is crazy. I mean, he clearly tried, he, like, I understand that people are going to say, like, oh, he hit him in the arm. He's trying to go for the arm. This dude was skating, like, full, like, maximized. Like, he had, like, full, he had the sprint button on. Like, he was gunning for him. And he, he, had, him. Got, he, he, he had just got into it. He had just gotten into it with um, Frederick on the other end of the ice. And Frederick uh, saw him come and embraced himself. So, and Wilson ended yeah. up going down on that one. I mean, Frederick did too because, yeah. you know, those are two big boys. But, yeah. And then the yeah. next thing he does is he hits Carlo. And he wasn't aiming for the chest. I no, he wasn't. He was yeah. aiming for the head. He was yeah. aiming for the head. Absolutely. That was, that was, that was right for the head. You know, I'm happy Wagner took him down and also just literally gave him like a bloody nose or something. I don't know what happened to him, but you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy they they actually responded in a way that I'm happy they kicked Washington's ass. Seriously, fuck Tom Wilson. He's a dirty player. I don't know why he's still in the league. And now for my second stud, it's gonna have to be the secondary scoring. Jake DeBrusque, uh, Craig Smith, Anders Bjork. They have not produced. They have not. They have not. They have been really disappointing to watch. Um. I think Jake DeBrusque, now going into my third stud, it's going to be Jake DeBrusque as a whole. I think he needs to be traded. I think it's going to be a good good pick to get someone better for like an, another team. I think Jake DeBrusque needs to change his scenery. He's been seriously very disappointed. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's going to be my third stud because he has been he's, – he's definitely our most disappointing player on the team right now behind Onyx Bjork and uh, Craig Smith. Good one, Tyler. I have to say, my uh, my studs, uh, my yeah, my duds of the week are um, first of all, I and I put them up in the kind of the same category here. Uh, but Wilson, obviously, absolutely, um, what an ass hat of a player. I mean, and right with him, I'm going to put the referees in in those games, in both those games. I have to say, because um, again, we all know Wilson. He's he's known for this. This is what he does. Um, you know, and and. He had collar like totally lined up. He had uh, he had the choice of either uh, making it like you know uh, you know avoiding giving him a hit or um, at least hitting him uh, like at least a little bit better. So therefore you avoid his hit. But no, he literally he came lined like a heat sticking missile. That's how he yep. came in, and he was all over the ice. All right, and that's what's worse is because after that Frederick thing, uh, he got heated. He was throwing his weight around all over the ice. If you're refs there, you know his history. You should be looking out for someone like that. And the fact that, first of all, on Wednesday night, this is why I hate Alex Ovechkin. Fedrick, trying to go with him all night, was trying to get him, uh, was ready for him. Net, Ovechkin didn't give a thing. But then what does he do at the end? Spears him right in the groin. And you give Frederick a call too? What? For cross-checking? La- for, for, for getting, for getting speared in the gut? Are you kidding uh, me? Uh, what? Excuse me? I mean, when Marchand did that, he was freaking – I, when Marshall did, I don't know if he got a major or whatever, but he he two minute penalty. The other guy was fine, didn't give him anything. Obviously, but like Marshall got reprimanded that for that for that sure. And you give Frederick a, a matching. I'm like, what? And then for the refs, and I I don't know the rules too extensively, but for the refs to not at least, by my understanding, they could have called it a major, 
And when you call a major penalty, they can go back and review it. And if they deem it to be less of a, uh, a penalty, they can give them a two. And I'm like, they didn't even do that? No. It is disgraceful. And quite honestly, I'm all for physical hockey. I'm for fighting. I'm for aggressing aggression. I love it. And this is why people are arguing to phase fighting and all that other stuff out of the NHL because of shit hits like this and shit refereeing like that. But, I mean, that's just so that the, both the player and the refs, no goals. That was, that was terrible. I think that was absolutely yeah, egregious. That, 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 that officiating was pathetic. That's what it was. Oh. They, they, they should be out of the league for that. They belong Absolutely. in the uh, they belong in the Valley League with um, the Peewees and Bantams. Horrible. Yo, ab- oh, absolutely, Ty. I mean, Jesus, like they they that that was just words cannot describe. Um, he should have been given a five minute major and suspended for the game uh, and taken out of the game. But he did get suspended though for seven games, so that's and, a, yeah, at least that which happened. is great. And in a shortened season, I think that's that does hurt. So I think they said it, um, it's kind of like ten or twelve games in a, in this short season. I think ten was the number I heard, and okay. he and he had been suspended for twenty, which was before, which was reduced down to fourteen. So, you know, this guy's got a serious history of it, of course. Yeah. So that was that was just overall. That's why that had to be my number one dud. Uh, second is for the reasons that we always briefly talked about, Don Sweeney. Issues still have this. We, the steam still has the same issues as as years past. He's failed to fix it adequately, and he's failed to fill the positions within. Um, and my last studs are the trio of Krejci, Smith, and DeBrusque. Krejci's taken a huge step back. Smith was supposed to be a big free agent sign-in. He's been a ghost lately. Um, and DeBrusque, I've never seen a player regress as much as he does. He doesn't even look like he can play in the NHL anymore. He really doesn't. I don't even know if teams will bite on him at this point. Wow, that's saying something. Um, I, I, I will say that um, I, I agree. I, DeBrusque is my f- number one star because I, I agree that I don't think he can. He's Good. looking like he should be should be playing in the NHL right now, and maybe when this is over, we'll talk about some of the conspiracy theories about the uh, about DeBrusque's play that have been going around online since you know we are America, the land of the. Land of the conspiracy theories. Um, my second dud is going to be coaching and offense, five on five. Um, kind of lumping them together. Like Cassidy said, he was going to mix stuff up. Then Krejci got hurt. No, Krejci's back. Why is Pastanak still up on that top line when the rest of your team seems to be stagnant unless you know a play gets run? Uh, and of course, my third dud is going to be uh, Wilson. But I'm also going to lump in Verana. Uh, is it Jacob Verana? Oh, Jakob. Yeah, yeah he crossed the, in the back of with the neck. The cross check to the back of his neck, and of course, lumping that in with the referees as well. Um, just that that whole setup right there was just an entire shit show. Um, you know, if they had gone back and reviewed it, they probably. I wonder if they could have added an extra two for Verana. They probably wouldn't. They they probably <sighs> those refs were. They, they, they would move on. They were. That, that's the reason the game got so out of hand, and I think the Bruins handled it beautifully. That you ran up the score when uh, Wilson was in the box, and then Bergeron skates across ice and taps on the ice. I thought he was going to taunt him. <laughs> Actually, I thought he was going to taunt Wilson for a second, and then I realized that he was going to his own penalty box to say, you know, thanks a lot. We needed that to uh, the new guy. No, but what a leader yeah. he is, though. You know, like to to like. He's so he's such a classy guy, and like you know, he went over there. He declined to say what he said, but it was definitely like if he's coming over to you 
and and hopefully this this did like hit Wilson at some level. But if Bergeron's coming over to you and probably telling you, hey, don't ever ever like effing do that again. Like that was disgraceful. You should be ashamed of yourself or whatever. Then you know you did something bad, dude. Actually, I mean, no. Me. I think what happened was I think he tapped it to to Nordy and said, hey, this one was for you, man. He, I don't think he tapped it to Wilson. If he did, that would have right. been badass. But yeah. right, I think Justin's talking about in between periods when um, Bergeron. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. That was badass, man. I love Bergeron. My boy Bergy. such a fearless so player, such a classy guy. All right, um, you know, we're talking a lot about how bad Jake DeSuck is lately. Um, <laughs> Jake the bus, some, uh, and I mentioned that there was some stuff going on uh, uh, online that I tweeted. I, took off of Twitter and messaged over to you guys the other day. One was about his stick. You guys have seen Jake DeBrus stick, right? It, it It's missing pieces. Uh, it's got holes yeah, it's got in it. it huge, like, bean-shaped hole in it. Yeah, it, down it, the entire it's, blade. it's sectioned off so that it's supposed to be quicker. Um, well, he tapes over one of the holes, so that's just kind of useless if you ask me. And yeah. uh, let's see if I can find it here. His shooting percentage since getting that stick, and again, I got this off Twitter. This was off of. Oh God, I know what you're talking about. At Bruins underscore stats, DeBrest started using the stick with a hole in it in January 2020. He had 11 goals in 55 games since, including playoffs, and has a 85% shooting percentage. And and in his fifty five games preceding that, he had a twelve point five shooting percentage. So, uh, fifty five games with that stupid stick, and he's got under nine percent shooting percentage. Uh, and that all comes, of course, after the Nazem Kadri hit, which is the other <laughs> wonderful little rumor that he hasn't been right since that hit in the playoffs. What was that? Three years ago at this point, uh, one hundred and seven. Alex at Big Bad Bruins 73 after 170 games after getting hit in the face by uh, Nazem Kadri. 28 goals, 27 assists for 55 points. That's less than half a point per game. And the 146 games before the hit, he had 49 goals, 44 assists, 93 points at 6.4 points a game. Or .64, excuse me. Um, so... I mean, what what really is going on with Jake DeBrus? Because I, I was kind of serious the other day when I texted you guys that I would trade him for Louis at this point. I don't know what's wrong with him. Maybe it's just he wants out of the team. But that like, like that, that stick change, he's asking for a trade. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? Clearly, Nazem Kadri really like, like put some holes in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> he really did for that hit. I don't condone that hit at head. all. He got his head, man. man. He got his head. Kadri did the damage to him. Purchased some real estate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, quite, quite honestly, Dave, I saw, I saw those uh, posts on Twitter, um, and I just laughed. I said, listen, at this point, you could say, oh, he went from Colgate to Crest Toothpaste, and ever since he's been using Crest Toothpaste over Colgate, he's had, like, he's been a minus six has had only one assist in, like, six games and like that. So, you know, it, like, you can point to anything. The fact is, is that he's regressed substantially. I don't know. I, it sounds like Bruce Cassidy is pretty fed up with him because um, he really buried him the other day. Yeah. Um, healthy scratch. He said, listen, I, I just if, if there was a magic trick with Jake, we would have used it already. We don't know what's going on. 
Um, I, I mean, I'm not too sure. I, I don't know. I think maybe it happens. It happens with prospects. I mean, they they pop and they, they sometimes regress, come back, but he just goes away. Uh, quite honestly, and even if it ends have something to do by, by the slim chance with the Kadri hit, dude, do you know how many players take that and they still play great? Look at how many um, hits Sidney Crosby is taking over his career, and he still Beast. won three cups. Beast. Competes. Oh. Um, so, at the end, uh, Cassie even called out his effort. I don't know if he just doesn't want to play in the NHL. I don't know if he's just done with the Bruins and doesn't want to play for them anymore. But he has hurt them bad. He is one of the guys you have turned to for secondary scoring who you needed to blossom secondary scoring-wise. And he is not. He's regressed substantially. He, they need to get rid of this kid. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, Russ is like the minor, is like the most biggest secondary scorer we have on this team. And he's been cold. Remember we talked about the hot and cold streak he's had? I think that cold streak has now spread like a disease to the rest of the top of the bottom six. Like, my God, it's, it's he's been horrible this year. And it's, 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 it's affecting the team. Like, it's like a disease. He spread that cold streak to everyone on the bottom six. Didn't hit the, uh, didn't hit the primary line yet, but who did, knows? Did you, guys, did you guys see that McAvoy's quoted in Fluto Shinzawa's article the other day is saying JD's got the worst eating habits in the league? So he's just a fat load. He's James Harden. <laughs> or he thinks he's James Harden. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> should be in the NBA then. He chose the wrong sport. Right? I mean, if you want to be a fat pig, move to the NBA, bro. Yeah, so, so I mean, what is it? He just not, doesn't have to compete because when he has to compete, when he puts it all together, he competes, he throws shots on net, and he's skating. You, you like him. Like, he has that potential, but he's just I, – I don't think he ever there anymore. I just don't think. And uh, that's why, like, I, I'm concerned if you're going to get anything really substantial for him in the trade. May, some teams may say, well, you know, he still produced okay in the playoffs a, a year or two ago. Uh, like, maybe Chase Seary would do him good. You may get one of those GMs to fight. Like Don Sweeney bites on every single one of those players. Oh, well, maybe they have a change of and come to Boston, they'll be good. Nope. It doesn't happen. But no. either way, so I, I'm done with him. I, I honestly do expect him to be a big trade. Uh, yeah, and you know, another player I'm really done with is Anders Bjork. He's only produced three points. He's at a minus three this year. He's, I mean, he had a really good season last year. He He absolutely improved, but this year... It's like he's been. It's like he was the old Providence player that we we thought we could, he could really produce, but he's just been a bust this year. I think we should trade him as well. He he could probably have another change of scenery. Um, Anders Bjork, just another disappointing player, and that that contract extension was that also goes back to Don Sweeney. Just a bad move by him. Could have uh, obviously just thrown to a different team. Well, I mean, some of these contract extensions are for next year too because of the draft. Because you're only gonna, you need to have X amount of people signed for, and have X amount of people available. I I haven't really read up too much on it. I think there's the, what eight three one or, is it seven three one or eight and two something like that. Uh, eight skaters and two defensemen or something. I don't know. One goal. To, I I forget. I'm sorry. You'll forgive me. I kind of. Just went a little silly on that, but uh, I think that's part of why you get contracts to guys like uh, Anders Bjork. I think they really did believe in Jake, and you know, I wouldn't just sit him one game. I'd sit him for like a week. One game isn't gonna do nothing. I mean, he'll come back and sh- 
skate good for a game or two, and then all of a sudden he'll be gone again. So I don't know. Because, I mean, it seems like about about this point of the year, every year, you have to sit Jake DeBrusque down, down, you know. Yeah. I mean, at least you know you got a concussion case with Kasha right now, so you're not you're not going to get anything out of him. Um, and again, let's stop pandering to David Krejci. I loved him back in the day. He sucks now. I'm sorry. He's got 11 assists on the year, and I th- I think more than 75 percent of them are on the power play. So, uh, Justin, did you freeze? Yo, did did uh, sorry, you guys just like freeze like 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 really briefly, and then like reloaded, and now I'm back. So I don't know. Yeah, you were, kind of, you were kind of sitting there with a goofy look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Hopefully it was, was like a, a close-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't isn't technology awesome? Oh, it's fantastic. So trade deadline's what? A little over a month away? A little under a month away? Uh, yeah, April 3rd? April 5th, I know the kids are going back to school here in Massachusetts, so um, that's usually on a Monday, right, the deadline? I think, yeah. yeah, Granted, it's it's usually February, but I feel like it's around the 5th. I feel like I'm going to forget my daughter at school that day because I'm going to be waiting for the draft (laughs) deadline show. (laughs) What do you mean I don't pick her up? I thought she was taking the bus. (laughs) You got to pick her up from the bus stop, Dave. (laughs) It's draft day. Did you know? (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Uh, So when it comes to trades and rubens, we, of course, always go to our resident eavesdropper, Justin Ventola. Justin, what have you been hearing this week? Of course. Well, uh, nothing uh, nothing too crazy, uh, Dave, since last time uh, we spoke. Um, if anything, I'd say the first thing I was going to start with is um, Buffalo looks like they're on a rebuild mode for sure, or at least blow it up mode because um, Ike rumors have been heating up among teams. Um, those have really been increasing. He has two goals, 16 assists, and a minus nine this year. He has not been great. Uh, Eric Stahl, one of their players as well, he's looking to get out of Buffalo's and go to a contender. And I don't think you want anything to do with Taylor Hall or Jeff Skinner right now. So that team, Buffalo, is just absolutely dysfunctional right now. So I, I, I think circling was like, if you're a Bruins fan, do you want Jack Eichel? I don't know what you you guys think. But do you want Jack Eichel? I would obviously want him. I mean, we need the secondary scoring. He'd be the perfect position right there. I mean, I, I want his potential talent. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last week about guys coming to play for their hometowns. Yeah, sometimes it works great, but really, what's the percentage of that? Uh, and, I mean... Uh, let's face it. I mean, he's not really having a great season. But he, again, Buffalo is just a horrible team. He's probably just really frustrated with the management. If he has a change in scenery, scenery like DeBrusque, he could be going crazy. I mean, they're both first rounders. Yeah. If he is, if he does, if he does play horrible, he will be the biggest bust in Boston and probably in the NHL this decade in this generation because he does not want that. So if he if he does play horrible, he'll be a he'll be a huge bust in the NHL. That will be talked about for a while, and I think Dave froze. No, I'm sorry. I was trying. I was trying to find his oh. stats, and I was reading other things at the same time. <laughs> I was getting myself confused. Sorry, I, I froze myself. Yeah, I mean, what's he got for, for points this year? I know one of you has just said it. I, just, I think he's eight, uh, 18 points, two goals, 16 assists. I mean, for a minus nine, though. Better than crazy. Him, him, and Debrusque. Yeah, that's, that, that's I, good. Yeah. I mean, just the guys both need a change of scenery. 
DeBrusco will be a little bit closer to home considering he grew up in Edmonton. So, I mean, if you don't like this nice warm weather in Boston, Jake, you can go back north. <laughs> I mean, it'd be really nice. And, and quite honestly, like, uh, I was thinking about it because, you know, the Bruins don't really have any depth at center at all. They have Sudnika, who I think will, will turn into, like, a, a good NHL centerman. But he's not a premier top-line guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, you really need that. My concern with Jack Eichel, though, is it is you know, there is some concern there. Um, I've I've heard that this, uh, there was history with him. Uh, was it, he was at B, a BU. He was a BU guy, right? Boston University. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. He, so when he was on a the team there, um, there, there, there was some – I know that team had issues. Uh, there, was, there was, I think, some gambling stuff going on. Don't know if he was a part of it. Um, but there was that kind of like whole thing. Um, and out of his draft class, I mean, like, he has not made the impact, I think, in Buffalo. I mean, granted, Buffalo is, like, kind of a crappy organization. But, I mean, at least, like, like in Conor McDavid's, like, obviously the best player in the NHL right now. But, I mean, look yeah, at he him. Has the he's, like, but, like, he's, like, like, elevated the Oilers. And Eichel has not really. They've still sucked, even since they've dra- drafted him. So, I yeah. wonder if there's not something wrong there. Edmonton is still not a great team. The reason why they're high in the standards is – Conor McDavid is that good. <laughs> They're only playing the Canadian exactly. teams too. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. So that, I mean, that's a big concern. That's a big thing right now. I, I heard a few people talking about it or in writing about it over the. Is it is? Do we only think Montreal was that good because of where they're playing and who they're playing right now? Yeah. So yeah, uh, very true. Very know, true. All of them up there. Hold on one sec. Sorry, I kind of. You guys have been in and out of my headphones all all night. Mm. Uh, all right. Anyway, if we actually do get Eichel on this team, which would be absolutely awesome, I would be really hyped to see that happen. It's it's possible. It's like seventy five percent like possible. He could be either good, and then the other percentage like he could be really bad. And that <laughs> happens. It'll be. It's gonna be. That's gonna be it for Don Sweeney. He'll. He's got to go. It's a, it's a hell of a risky move to make for for Jake Eichel, Jack Eichel. No, it, it definitely is Tyler. But the other other question too that has been brought up is like, other teams are definitely going to be interested in Eichel. And guess what? They definitely have more to offer than what the Bruins have right now. They do. And I think in order to get a guy like Eichel, you're going to have to part ways with either McAvoy or Prosnock. Both players, I'm not parting ways with. I think you're going backwards if you uh, trade either one of those guys. Absolutely. So I honestly, I'm out on Jack Eichel. Yeah, if you can I, get him without giving up those two guys. Maybe okay. Yeah, Buffalo's gonna want a haul and a half of him. I mean, he is on a four-game assist streak. Um, that too. Two, three, four, sixth year in the league. Yeah, I mean, if gonna, if you. If you could trade him straight up for DeBrusque, which I think is a, a losing situation no, for Buffalo, no yeah, no uh, then yeah, do it. I mean, but other than that, I I don't think I would. Again, I'm I'm wary of guys coming home, so yeah, the Bruins seem to be all in on that, but uh, it hasn't really panned out. I think the the way they want to. Um, but moving on to uh, some other ones is um, again interesting. I know we talked about this last week, and I just want to reflect, but it seems like. Um, the, uh, the Athletic, actually, this is from The Athletic, they rank uh, Matthias Ekholm as the number one trade target for our teams this year. And he, they speculate that the Predators are looking for a first-round pick and a quality prospect. But among this group is Philip Forsberg, Michael Granlund, Victor Arvidsson. All those guys are on the table. 
You got two. Uh, you got two wingers in the center there, um, and I think out of all of them, um, it is Michael Granlund is twenty nine, but Philip Forsberg twenty six, Victor Arvidsson twenty seven, uh, Forsberg's left wing, Arvidsson right wing, um, and John Sweeney's actually come out and said surprisingly enough that he's actually okay with the defense and he doesn't think they need it at defense, but offense is a priority. So would you guys be uh, down for any one of those guys? Um, my gosh. I would take Phil Forsberg, but I think he'll be tough to get. Again, yes. DeBrusque is, is an easy trade on the table. Easy to put on the table. Um, maybe you got to put another guy in there. Yeah, I don't know. This Might have to be a defense. good names on that list there. I guess it all depends on contract and – you know, I mean, I but, yeah, Ekholm, we've been taking Ekholm a lot of. We've been too, taking, I would even take. I mean, you can't have too much defense, and you know, where your defense has been playing well, most of your defense is extremely young, and in the playoffs, that's gonna hurt you. They've been playing well to this point, but that's gonna hurt you, especially if Kevin Miller's knee can't hold up. Oh man, I, I don't know. Forsberg, Arvidsson, I take either one of those guys. Yeah, I the take, question is what they're asking for. Yeah. Oh man. And what's the term? Are they a rental or do, do we have them for another year or two, you know? So, honestly, Dave, and that's what I totally forgot to look at with their contracts. I'm not entirely sure. Um, what's, what's appealing about Matthias Ekholm, at least I know, is that he has one more year left on his deal. He has uh, one more year left, and um, I think he comes out of a reasonable cap at 3.75. So that's pretty reasonable. So I think that's, a, that's why he's such a big thing. Uh, Forsberg and those other guys, I'm not entirely sure. Hold on, I'm on yeah, uh, spottrack.com, so let's see if I can find for Forsberg. Uh, here we go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- those guys are pretty good. What else you got for us? Uh, let's see. Last but not least, Dave, let's see. Do I think I have uh, crazy is Kyle Palmieri. He's another one to watch out for. Um, 30 years old, right wing, 5'11". He has four goals and six assists this year. Um, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Um, I think rumor has that, you know, especially as age, he wants to go to a contending team. Um, he wants a he wants a good next contract. So I, I think he's going to be looking to uh, get out of New Jersey for sure. Um, and then the other thing is is uh, which is interesting. If you guys want to reflect, but uh, Jimmy Murphy um, reports that Trent Frederick is actually drawing a lot of interest from around the league. Um, a lot of NHL scouts have have been looking at him. Um, so he he could be potential trade bait. And absolutely, quite honestly, not. absolutely. And honestly, not. I do not want that at all. He's our probably our best like secondary player right now. Who's he is like produced? He's had an impact on this team. He has something we're missing. I don't see any other player like getting in people's faces other than um, Marshan. Yeah, like, but we needed a player like him. Unfortunately, Tyler, because of that fact, he might be your only viable trade piece. Is that potential? True, I, he is. I, I like him. I don't want to see him go. And I, but again, like, oh, you want to give us Jake DeBrusque? All right, you're gonna throw in a guy like Trent Frederick for us. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah sure. Well, it, it's gonna be like you, you. We know you're trying to dump this guy. This guy sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're just trying to take out your trash here, sweetie. <laughs> right. Like, oh man. It's like Sweeney no, thinks he's Trader Danny when Trader Danny was actually good at trading. <laughs> he thinks he, he wants to make that bid. He wants to make sure he wins a trade. That's what it is. <sighs> and sometimes, like, you don't know. And you may not. But you have to take that risk sometimes. 
And honestly, like Tyler, I agree. I was I'm kind of on the train of like I don't want Trent Frederick to leave. I really like this kid. I, yeah, I, I like love him. him. But at the end of the day, if, if they say, oh yeah, if you give us Frederick, DeBrusque, and um, oh, they would probably want it first, maybe. But for Forsberg, yeah, I do that. I love Forsberg. Forsberg, uh, six million for the next two years, twenty 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 and twenty twenty one. So um, yeah, so he's on the last year of his deal then. And then Victor Advitson, Advitson, um 2021, 22, and 23 for four and a quarter million. So, I mean, if you're looking for term, it's Advitson. And if you're just looking for the name, it's uh, Forsberg, I guess. Very true. I, I like both those players. I would probably trade more for Forsberg. But, so I'm really hoping that Sweeney takes a hard look at that roster. But then the other thing, too, is, is – we got Craig Smith from Nashville. He's been – so, I mean, you know, like, do they have a good track yeah. record here? Uh, by the way, uh, Justin, as for Kyle Palmieri, I actually don't want him. I, mean, I don't think he'd be yeah. – I, I think he'd just be like Craig Smith right now. <sighs> I, wasn't Craig Smith like a really good player back then, which is why we picked him up? And just this year well, he I mean, sucked? Well, no, I mean, he, he has scored uh, 20 or more goals five times in his career. Um, yeah. And he's – so I mean, like he's been de- he's been good, you know. Uh, but I I agree, Ty. Pa- Palmer, I wanted him last year, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I the age and like he's going to want another big contract, and I, I, yeah, I'm not, it, it would not be not worth it. No, I want to pick him I don't up. Think so. Yeah. By the way, um, Sweeney's not taking Eichel at ten million dollars a year for the next five years. Just not happening. Yeah. No. Just not happening. Maybe maybe if Buffalo ate some of that salary, but I don't. Yeah, he gets a uh, ten million next year. Uh, his base salary is two point five in twenty twenty three, with a signing bonus of uh, another seven point five, and then the following three years are ten million. So, yeah, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that deal coming through unless no. they eat no. it. But they're not gonna. I'm looking over. I'm on. Uh, I went to the Athletic, and they have their big board by uh, Craig Constance and Eric uh, Duhasek. I, I apologize for the <laughs> names. I'm really not good with them. And uh, number five on their list out in Anaheim is Richard Rascal, uh, Raquel, excuse me. Uh, and he has been on fire lately. I believe he's got uh, a point streak of at least four or five games going for himself out there in Anaheim right now. He's one more year at three point seven eight nine million. He might be a, uh, a possibility coming from a team that you know that you can do business with, unless they're still pissed at you for uh, Dan Heinen. Um, Kyle Palmieri is number ten on their list as a trade. I mean, this is I think the the number one trade targets uh, the top trade targets for the league, not just for the Bruins. But Palmieri is uh, $4.65 million and he's an unrestricted free agent, so I don't know if you want to be going for him. Um, you know, a couple notable names up there. Uh, Eckholm, by the way, has one more year at 3.75, so his number works pretty good if you are looking for another um, defenseman. Uh, out in L.A., Dustin Brown's name's on here. I don't know how you guys feel about him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, nope, nope. no way. He's at, I, know he's at, I know he's playing well well this year, but he's, what, 36 years old on the decline. You don't need to get older 
you need to get younger and more skilled. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm out. I'm out with it. Um, you know, we've talked about Jake Verditon, is it? Um, Verditon. Yeah, Verditon. Uh, yeah, 2.5 million. I mean, that's a number that would work. He's one more year. He's only 24 years old. I don't think he's having the best season right now either. Uh, but he's no, not he's, a bad he's player. He's not for who just got traded back to Ottawa. His <laughs> name, he's number 23 on this list. Um, but I mean, he's I mean he's another workable number, but he's another pending free agent. He's another rental. Um, with the um, expansion draft next year, you you know I'm sure they have their plan in place on who they want to keep. But you got to take into consideration: are you just getting rentals, or are you getting guys with term? You know, uh, I'm sure that you didn't want to sign Smith. I what did you give him? Two or three years, I believe. Um, I'm sure it wasn't to get rid of him right away after one season, although you could have done that with John Moore, and I think Tyler would have been a lot more, uh, a lot happier in life. <laughs> I would. So, I don't know. Uh, any name, any of those names tickle your fancy? The Sam Bennett out in uh, Calgary, although I don't think you're going to get a Canadian guy this year because you got to wait two weeks for quarantine. Um,. I think we're all basically out on Tyler Hall and his eight million dollar uh, crybaby contract. He's, he's become a contract. bust. Yeah, he's become Absolute a bust. bust. Oh yeah, what's it like? His fifth team, fourth team. You know, oh, he can't stay loyal. Uh, I wanna. I wonder what his his career would have been like if he had come uh, to Boston. Probably would have been bad. Would it? I mean. Say what you want about um, Tyler Sagan. I mean, he's a pretty decent player. He won his cup, and now he's having his was having his fun down in uh, Dallas for a little while. I think he's injured this year, but um, you know, would you say that Sagan was a bust, or just a, a little no. bit of a, a team problem? I mean, I don't know. I feel like Sagan was. So my issue was to say with, with Sagan was twofold, and he kind of displayed it last uh, last year in the um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But um, he's always struggled to produce in the playoffs, and um, you know for for a sec the second overall pick and a guy who's going to be your number one center, or number number two center, um, you know you, you need him to produce in the playoffs, uh, and, and he wasn't great in the playoffs, uh, even for Dallas. I know they got to a cup, but he wasn't he wasn't all that great. And so that was always my qualm with Sagan. Um, I think the Bruins absolutely gave up on him way too early. I mean, he was young. He had some uh, parting issues or whatever. If they did that with every young player, they'd be throwing up Chris Kelly's and Daniel Paez for years now. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to you gotta accept that, like, young players do need to develop, you know, immature. Uh, look at Postdoc, even. I even throw Postdoc on his brother. He's not under my. He's not out of the doghouse yet for me. Um, as far as playoffs go, I mean he's a stud, but I mean, you know, the past he's been okay in in the in playoffs, but I mean last year he he got drunk, slept, broke his thumb before the playoffs. Um, he and he like I think was a huge factor why they lost. That was two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. He he wasn't. He didn't produce a lot of points in the finals. Yeah, no. So like, you know, like that—that's that's really what it comes down to to me. So I got that's that's how I feel about Sagan. Nice player and all, but but not a bust. Not a bust. Yeah, though. not a bust. No. But I wouldn't call him a bust. 
Taylor Hall is a bust. Oh, absolutely. That, that, he is. That's terrible. That in the sign track. I mean, a lot, luckily for the Sabres, it's only one year, but like, oh my God. What an awful player. All right. Any more uh, rumors or trade thoughts? T- Tyler, you hear anything? You, 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 any dream scenarios? I want Connor McDavid on the Bruins. <laughs> That's a dream right there. Yeah, Never I said, happening. I said dream scenarios, not wet dream scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right, so in the next week, Bruins will face the Rangers twice and Pittsburgh twice. uh, uh, Yeah, Uh, and hopefully we can meet again on next Wednesday, the 17th, before we finally get to see Buffalo. Oh, my God, we have not seen it. It's going to be March 18th by the time. St. Paddy's Day is going to be gone, and we'll finally see Buffalo. (laughs) That's crazy. We've not played them. Um. You know, we just saw the Rangers. We're going to see Pittsburgh again on actual back-to-backs in Pittsburgh over the next couple, uh, over the next four games. You know, what what do the Bruins need to do against the Rangers, Justin, to uh, not, you know, not split the series right now? <laughs> what <have> you, <laughs> you know, what do you what do you think the Rangers have been doing well against Boston so far this year? I mean, you know, listen, Dave. I mean. I think the Rangers is just kind of using the same formula as other teams. I mean, like the Islanders and whatnot is is that you you throw your checking line and you know your top pair of defense against the uh, Bergeron line, do the best you can to shut that line down, and then you know you can ease up on the gas on some of the other lines and just tell your skilled players to do what they can. Um, obviously, you have McAvoy, but um, you still have Zabal, Vakanainen. Um, Clifton, I, I, you know, because Clifton, he's fine. He's all right as a bond pairing guy. But they're probably saying, hey, use your skill, get behind their D, you know, get the puck out and um, put in, uh, get to the middle of the net. Yeah, excuse me, Jesus. Get, get in between the hash marks um, and put put on net. Um, and I'm sure that's been kind of like the, the model the honors have used. Um, because you see, you know, young guys like Bakanainen, I, I think has potential. But, I mean, you just saw it with the Kreider hit. I mean, he just – Kreider just totally just man against the boy. Um, and that's something Vakanai is going to have to grow into and develop. I think that's a big reason why Stadnika hasn't really popped um, as much as we want him to because his work ethic's there. He wants to drive to the net. He's great. He's a tough kid. But he's undersized. He's, he's light. And um, I think other teams, if they follow that format, shut down the first line the best you can, contain them, force the Bruins to score outside of them. And it's not going to happen. Um, so that's the key for the Rangers. Um, the Bruins, someone please, outside of the first line, score. Someone please, please, I beg, I beg, I'll do nearly anything, nearly anything to see you guys score. I mean, please, you got to help out this top line. This is why our top line gets so exhausted by the time the playoffs come around. Because they're too busy trying to produce. So, I mean, someone's got to come up with um, – secondary scoring and defense i uh, keep doing you you've been doing well you've been reason why these games haven't been worse uh so keep working so yeah i definitely agree um, on that defense part tyler yeah and these no if we're talking about series let's be real we the bruins aren't winning the stanley cup i mean this team it's just they they they're 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 developed they're, 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 they're kind of kind of like a rebuild they need to like get some more players on the team they need to get better players we don't exactly have 
the perfect roster to get into the finals or like one that can do really well in the finals. Um, after these Rangers, like we got sweeped by the Islanders. They, they beat us four times. We have not beat them once. It's a sweep. We're not winning the playoffs. It's, I'm fully convinced we're not. Anyway, um, these two Rangers games, I think these two games will be tightly close. And I think we're going to lose both of them. One probably in the shootout, maybe one in the overtime. Another will be a regulation loss. Um, as for these Pittsburgh games, I think they both will also be tight games. But I think we'll win one of them, but I think we'll lose in another. I, this team is kind of in the cold streak right now. Like they always start hot and they start, they just go cold. Jake DeBrus, that, that disease is spreading through the management and the players. Oh, he's a fucking disease now. <laughs> <laughs> Jake DeBrus is a breast disease. I love it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I thought for some reason I was thinking that the, the Rangers were two and two against you this year, but you're three and one against them. But still, I mean, they, the games were kind of tight, and then they spanked you six to two before you, you know, had a convincing win against them on February twenty eighth. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm sick and tired of seeing these same teams. These New York teams right now, I guess. <laughs> we see another one, Buffalo, which is uh, different. Because I mean, you got uh, Lemieux, Brandon Lemieux, Brendan Lemieux. Excuse me. You know, Frederick. Is he gonna go chasing after him? Because uh, he definitely still wanted a piece of him the last time they were there. <laughs> oh, I love Frederick, man. He's got he's got a ton of guns, oh, man. It's great. He just wants to fight like that. Yeah, I, I guess I just want to see Buffalo before I would even want to uh, make a decision if you really wanted to try and go after Eichel. Like, how hot is the guy playing? You know. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, we have to scout him out first. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously have seen zero. I have obviously seen zero Buffalo games, as have most of the fans in Buffalo, because, I mean, let's face it, it's Buffalo. Oh, why would you want to? I mean, they they were actually up 3 nothing against Philly the other night, which I was excited about because that helps us out. But then Philly just came back and I think scored five goals in the third period. I mean, it is Philly, though. I mean, they're like, a I, really I, decent team. They, they're possibly Stanley Cup champions. I mean, Jeroen Vorchard need that. No, need I'm, a, already. I'm, out, I'm out on Philly. I don't think Philly's going far in the playoffs. Possibly could. I I, I right now, they're not even in the playoffs, but, I mean, that's they, not saying much because the Bruins are right there, too. I, I think they're possible Stanley Cup contenders, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think it'll be Colorado. I think, yeah, they're, they're just too young, I think. I think Philly doesn't know how to win. They, they, they have they have talent that you can see where they're, they're, they're coming up. They definitely are an up-and-coming game, but they just don't have the, the the ability to close out games, the ability to, like, take, take command of games. Just, they're, they're not – a fighting team at that, so they don't have the the cahooties to go for it in the for the Stanley Cup. So they're still a work in progress. And we mentioned uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. Is uh, Sidney Crosby was on the COVID list a couple weeks back, but I think he was back within like a game or two. Um, and I'm fairly certain that you know, again, Pittsburgh's <laughs> Pittsburgh's friggin' Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. Um, you, you always see a good game again. I feel like you always see a good game against Pittsburgh. Um, hold on, I just got on the page. Their special teams aren't the best. Um, twenty fourth on both the power play and the penalty kill. 
the 12th in goals for game at 3.12, 20th in goals against at 3.08. And they're sitting one point ahead of you with two games more played. So that's a big game for you. I mean, Crosby, I think, is having a, a pretty decent year, 24 points. Getzel, 22 points. I I think those those are the more important games that we'll be seeing. Like, how do you, with your schedule about to be as compressed as it is, being able to play a back-to-back game, uh, two back-to-back games against a team like Pittsburgh, I think is going to really show you where you're at in the, in the next week. Um, not that you don't have a good idea of where you're at, but, I mean, you're going to have to be playing teams like Pittsburgh if you do make the playoffs. And I'm going to say if right now because they're only one point in the playoff spot right now. Um, what do you what do you think of the keys to beating Pittsburgh, uh, Tyler? Uh, I think you got the secondary scoring improve. That's really it, it, all it is. The, the secondary scoring have to improve. They have to get like, – in practice, Sweeney has to be on their ass. Like, listen, you all – it's just been all Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand. Where the hell are you with secondary scoring? Y'all got to set the hell up. Come on, let's go. Like, really. Um, like, every game matters, man. Like, if you don't produce points, you're going to sit down like Jake DeBrusque. The secondary scoring have to improve. Like, that's really the only bad thing we have in this team. Goaltending, not an issue at all. Primaries, like, top six. Well, first line, they have been incredible. Mm. It's just the bottom six, man. They've they just been your bottom nine, disappeared. Really? Bottom nine, yeah. yeah. Your fourth line isn't the the great fourth line we thought we had to start the year. Yeah, Chris Wagner's been John Corrali, Chris Wagner John Corrali's been decent. Chris Wagner bad. Yeah, I mean they really haven't done a, a, a ton for you. I don't have their stats right in front of me. I'm trying to grab them real quick. But I mean that they don't turn the game like they did for you the last couple of years either, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that's all because of Nordstrom being gone, but because, I mean, he was hurt a fair, his fair amount for this team. But there's something missing in that combination right now. And, you know, is it because of Bjork? Uh, you guys were talk, mentioning about how, uh, was it Tyler, you mentioned about how you were second tired of Bjork for sure. Yeah. Um, and I forget, if Justin, if you... Um, Echoed that, but York in 22 games has what three points? He's only playing about. Uh, they don't have that here. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine he's probably playing maximum about 14 minutes a game. Is he playing on the power plays at all, or I mean, the penalty kills at all? I don't think so, right? No, he's a he's been a penalty killer for him. He, he has, has been, been a decent penalty killer. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I don't always recognize him out there, so. And, yeah, he's, you know, he's played over 15 minutes once, and that was back in January where he played 15 minutes and 21 seconds on 20 shifts versus Pittsburgh. Uh, and he's only really been over 14 minutes three three or four times this year. So, I mean, I, you know you're not getting much out of him. I think you had more hope for him because he does have some hands and, a, and some good footwork, uh, some good speed. You, you alright over there? Somebody falling over? Tyler, did you forget to turn the light on? Is that is that why your camera's not working? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. It, it sounded like somebody was stumbling around in the dark. 
knocks uh, something I, off the I, table. I <laughs> <a> no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, it, is the is the X factor on that line this year? Is it is it Wagner or is it Bjork? I, I mean, or is it just not their year? I don't know. But they haven't been the same, if you're asking me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as Boston need, needing to turn it around, we've been saying for five years at least that the secondary scoring sucks on this team. Um, I'd really like to see something happen sooner rather than later if you're going to do it because with the shortened season and the condensed schedule, I think you're going to want that that new player and that new chemistry for the team to start sooner rather than later. Um, I believe it was Pierre Lebrun who said it, you should pretty much expect a quieter trade season this year, and I think mm-hmm. part of that has to do with the, the fact that the Canadian players need to quarantine for two weeks. Not that, you know, you should be cherry-picking everybody out of the Canadian division. Um, Justin, any any final thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, I guess just to, um, I guess on, on your point there about Bjork, I mean, he's again been one of those guys who I think the Bruins are really hoping would blossom offensively. And he's turned into a, he's turned into be, he's turned out to be more suited to be a fourth line guy. Um, honestly, he was a Shirelli miss, right? I'm sorry? He was a Shirelli pick? I think so. Yeah. So we can't Pretty even sure. blame yeah, the Sweeney's on that one? No, I can't even blame Sweeney on that one, unfortunately. My gosh. But he is like a typical Sweeney type player, let me put it that way. Um, he, he has the flashes, he's shown flashes, but um, outside of that, he, he competes. That's the one thing I give him over Jay DeBrusque. It's like, at least when I see Bjork, I see him competing. Um, and so that's a big thing with him. So that's that's why I'm a little bit more up on Bjork than DeBrusque. And that, but that's just the type of player he, he's going to be. He's, he's going to be a fourth-line guy, uh, which is sad. Pittsburgh, let's hope they beat them. I mean, Pittsburgh's having some issues. I know Latang's had an awful season. Evgeny Malkin's had an awful season. Um, Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby. So he's going to do well. Um, so they have some issues on D. But they've seemed like they're try, starting to find their footing. So let's hope they haven't found their footing enough and the Bruins can still take advantage because they still do seem to own Pittsburgh at least. So fingers crossed that they can keep that up and they're going to need to because with this shortened season, they far too far behind and they're on the outside looking in. They're not making it. Tyler, final thoughts? Yeah, if they can't beat Pittsburgh and Buffalo, they're not making the playoffs. I don't. I, I mean, they, it, they, it's possible they can, but I don't think they get past the first round. I mean, you the got, Bruins are the reason that the Islanders are in first place. That's true. eight points and right they, there. They've been sweeped yeah. by them too. Like, oh. come on now, you got you got to get one win over them at least. But yeah, I don't, I don't. If they, the Bruins have to play the play, having to make the playoffs, they got to play much better. Secondary scoring, it's their main priority. I mean, even if you don't make the playoffs, just focus on that. It, it's just been so bad to watch. Nick Ritchie is your main, is your biggest secondary scorer. Come on, man. Krejci. Nebraska, where you all at, man? Yeah, you know every time that Nick Ritchie scores, Jimmy gets a little hard. You know that, right, guys? Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's sitting he there does. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one of the most important things over the next couple weeks is, uh, other than the scoring, would be um, keeping guys like McAvoy from getting hurt. He's been taking some pretty big hits lately. Um, I forget what game it was, but he ended up, uh, was it the Washington game? He ended up hitting somebody hard. I think he was trying to initiate the contact. 
Hathaway, Hathaway, that's who it was. Yeah, he went up, ended up going up in the air and hitting the ice, and then you know, but he's taken a few big ass hits this year, so I, I don't want to see with the amount of minutes that he's been uh, logging for this team. I, I don't want to see him go down at all, let alone for any extended period of time. Um, oh yeah, and he has taken some dangerous hits. I mean, there was one by Kreider too, one game where he was like he was caught looking at the puck, and Kreider just came out of nowhere and just flatlined him. So, and teams are going to do that. They're going to go after McAvoy. He's he's their number one. They're, that's that's what they're going to do. So, uh, some of the hits he takes concern me. So, I'm like, keep that kid healthy because he's your key. You need a number one defenseman to even have a whole prayer's chance in hell of make of uh, going deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, you got to get McAvoy healthy, man. I, I don't think Bruins deep in the playoffs uh, uh, is a line we're going to be saying too often this year. Yeah, especially true. if they don't get a little bit of help up front. Uh, and, uh, again, I wouldn't mind getting a little bit more on the back end because uh, we've seen it. You Come playoff time, you need those guys for the reason. They're going to attack your defensemen, especially a McAvoy and a Grizzly who's, you know, it's like trying to pick up a Smurf on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't be traded to any team in blue. It's in his contract. <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny because, you know, Tory Krug went to the Blues, so... Uh, uh, sorry. Bad jokes all over the place. All right, that's going to do it for the Boston Bee Party. Justin Ventola, Tyler Scales, thanks for joining me. I'm David Rodriguez, and we will talk to you all next week. Ladies and gentlemen, peace. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! <laughs>